On this edition of the Twitch Show Podcast, we're going to talk about all the NBA games that went down this weekend, all what this means for your team, what it doesn't mean for your team, is your team in trouble or is your team looking good, depending on what my opinions are. So either way, let's get started with the show. playing right now though so i'm gonna look up the score just to curious and see what's happening what's going on in that game let's see uh utah's winning 88-82 with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter so like i said in game one they didn't have a little good obviously because of that calf injury so he's not gonna play for a while he's obviously he's been out for this game and now in game one he was out you would think it's like if luca doesn't play this series they're gonna get swept like dallas has kept it pretty pretty uh kept it close you know, they could have won, but they didn't have Luka so I, think, I mean if Luka's like at least 70% healthy might as well just put him out there oh my god it's the playoffs win or go home it's win or go home you got like obviously four more chances to beat Dallas or not Dallas but to beat Utah but like literally a 70% chance a 70% healthy Luka is better than not having Luka out there I mean he's just if you just stands on the court you at least have a chance <laughs> you know what i mean it's like they really need luca back if they want to like actually have a chance of winning this series um on the utah side of things like utah just needs to like not worry about luca coming back ever they just need to worry about one game at a time they just need not to have another playoff letdown you know what i mean it's like they had the bubble let meltdown and then they had the U- or that clippers meltdown so it's like, and I was listening to a pod today and I was like, and they made a point like, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I just don't really like watching this Utah team. I like watching Donovan Mitchell. I just don't like watching this team. Like it, they're, they're, I, I, I don't know what to make of them. Cause it's like, I, there's nothing about him that I want to watch. I'm not going out of my way to watch a jazz Utah game. It's just like, there's, they're boring. They don't do anything in the playoffs they always let people they always let their fans down it's just if anybody if anybody out there that's utah jazz fan that agrees with me then they i think i will not agree with me but i think they get the point they're like yeah he's a bit right we are just a uh average playoff team like like you know <laughs> they were making the joke it's like you know the jazz utah team are just a you know they're a good team to go watch if you are on a uh you know, uh, what do you want to call it? A mission youth troop and a uh, mission, uh, what do they call them? They call them um, a mission, yeah, a uh, youth troop mission or even like a business trip, you know, for your, like, all your coworkers. I have to go to watch a basketball game. And you're like, all right, yeah, at least, at least they're going to win at home because they're most likely would win at home. So, like I've said, like Utah, there's, 
nothing exciting about Utah, but it, Donovan Mitchell is about the only thing good about Jazz. But either, either way, it's like they just got to focus on one game at a time. Don't don't blow this. All right, Utah. There, I mean, this is this is basically my I I don't really care about this series too much because like I just don't. It's not my series to I'm, I'm looking out for right now. So uh, next game, we're gonna move on to. All right, let's move on to the Raptors and 76ers series. The series is basically a wrap. The Raptors have no chance of winning this series. I I mean, I wrote down some notes about it, but like, I mean, they don't have Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., or Thaddeus Young now because they didn't play today's game, and then they got blown out again by the 76ers. They might win one game at home, but I wouldn't be shocked if this game went was over in four. I'd be more shocked... If it went to six, if this series went to six, I'd be a little bit more shocked to be like, how the Sixers, how the Sixers get it this far? It was either because of Doc Rivers or something else. Like, how'd they do with it this time? How'd they do it this time? There's no way they should lose to the Toronto Raptors. Like, it, the Toronto's basically all beat up. They only got Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. That's all they got. That's all they got. There's no way they should be able to lose this series. It's just, you know, and obviously Embiid had a really good game today. But, like, in game one, though, he didn't have that great of a game. And neither did James Harden. And they got carried by Ty, Ty B. Uh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, Maxi and, and Harris. Like, they got carried by them, too. That's the only reason they won the game. But, obviously, like, Embiid still had an impact in the game. But, it's like, they didn't need Embiid to win that game. I don't think they need Embiid to win the next two games. As long as, like, Maxi or somebody just scores enough points to win the game for them. Like, and Maxi's playing great ball, and he's doing a great job for them. He's scoring, passing, bringing the energy. He just does it all, I think. he's a, That's why I think they uh, really wanted to keep him when they were, you know, when the 76ers were trying to trade away Ben Simmons. They're like, no, we have we're, we are keeping Tyreek's Maxi. You can't have him. They're like, why not? Because we want him. We need him. <laughs> he's our only, he's like our third best player. So it's like, it's a good, it's, you know, um, what's it, what's the GM's name? Um, shoot. I'm, I'm, I, I can see his face, but not, I can't see his name. What's his name? Uh, Daryl Mooney. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Daryl Mooney. Something like that. Either way, they, you know, you did a really good job of just making sure they kept him and all that fun stuff. So yeah, the Raptors are basically done for this series. It's a it's a it's a sweep. It's a sweep. It's a sweep for Philadelphia. They're gonna get started getting ready for the Miami Heat. They're gonna get ready for them. So with that being said, let's talk about the Miami and Hawks series. There's nothing to talk about. It's basically like the Philadelphia series. If Trey Young doesn't play any good, they the Hawks have no chance of winning this series and the Heat might win it in five. So regardless if Trey I mean Trey's probably gonna have at least one good game, so they're the Hawks might win at least one game. At least one game. At the most, one. I'd be shocked if this series went farther than five. Because, like, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, and them boys looked pretty good. Shout out to Duncan Robinson, who's also a podcaster. His podcast is called The Long Shot. If you want to listen to that, go right ahead and listen to that. Subscribe to The Long Shot Podcast. It's a great listen to Duncan and his co-host. Uh, I can't think of his co-host, but he's a great listen to a great podcast i would recommend subscribing it to it you know you get it more of a uh feel of what's going on in today's nba with like an actual current player it's a great listen so i re- really recommend you should go to it 
So with that, uh, like I said, Trey Young just got to play better. He didn't have he had a horrible shooting game. Just all the way. The he ended up with like at least ten or twelve points. I think it was like one. He was like two of like fifteen or something crazy like that. Probably one of his worst games he's probably played in a long time. So it's like I don't know. I really do like the Hawks, and obviously I have like a Trey Young jersey, so I kind of like Trey Young. Like I, I don't. I like that that he's a villain to some of these teams. I really do. I think he really embraces the hate from all the fans. It's just, you know, I think it's pretty much a wrap. I don't want to talk about more anymore about this series because it's pretty much a wrap. All right, the next game we're going to talk about is the Minnesota Timberwolves and Memphis Grizzlies. That game was pretty fun. It went back and forth a bit for a while. Then Memphis kind of like laid an egg, and Minnesota just put the put their foot on the gas pedal and just never looked back. I mean, you know, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards and uh, Malik be- Beasley, he he was he played good for them coming off that bench, and he, you know, he contributed to his points. And I mean, the Timberwolves stole a game in Memphis, which you got to do if you're a seven seed. You got to steal a game at at that at, at uh, Memphis. You got to steal a game. You know what I mean? So it's a good win for them, and I think Memphis will come back and win game two. I really do. I think they got you know they got punched in the face. They're like, all right, we're gonna get back up. We're gonna punch you right back and this, this series is going to be pretty interesting i'm not gonna lie i think definitely it could go six but i'd be sh- i wouldn't be surprised if memphis kind of turns it on and wins it in five i wouldn't be shocked you know if memphis wins the first game to like they're, they're feeling confident they're feeling they're like yeah we could win this series and memphis is like all right you had your fun this series is over once we win game two the series is over so you know what i mean it's like I wouldn't be shocked if it if it by game, what, what hold on I'm trying to think here, by let's see so if Memphis wins game two it'd be one one then if Memphis wins game two or no game three it'd be two one then yeah okay yeah 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 I wouldn't be shocked by game five if the series was tied at two two I wouldn't be shocked would not be shocked so with that being said. Like I said, at most this series gets won't get past six. I wouldn't be shocked if it ends in five. So there, so those are my thoughts. Anthony Edwards obviously is like a star, and like he's amazing. He's definitely gonna be a top, he's definitely a top fifteen player. It's not a top ten yet, but he's definitely top fifteen. He's got a long ways to go, but he's looking pretty awesome. He's awesome. I mean, the Timberwolves are gonna be a fascinating team in the West here in the coming futures so obviously they're gonna be a force in the west you know it's just gonna be you know the west is gonna be really tough in the next like five years like i don't even know who's gonna i mean there'll be separations from tiers but like you know you'll have your top two tier teams and then you'll have like everybody else it's like whoever's from three to eight it's gonna be like really tough to beat so it's like the west is gonna be fun to watch in the next like five years and like, okay, so let me talk a bit about Memphis' side. Memphis' side needs the one. They need to they need to rebound better. They give they give up too many offensive rebounds, and then two, they need to contest on three pointers. Gris, or the Timberwolves shot way too many threes, and they were, some of them were like uncontested. So it's like you gotta you gotta put a hand up, and you gotta you know communicate and talk, and you know give a little more effort on the defensive side, which they always have, and they're a great defensive team. Don't get me wrong. Those are just my thoughts. When I was watching the games, like, 
why aren't they they got a rebound i mean they gotta like they gotta get test better they gotta give like you know minnesota like the hesitate on the three you know what i'm saying it's like i don't know so i mean that's my thoughts um what else was i gonna talk about oh john moran's also freaking fantastic he's a fantastic player to watch sometimes it's like wow i mean i was watching memphis games here and there but like i truly never like sat down and like watched the full game i was like wow john morant oh my goodness he is something like i always watch the highlights sometimes on sports center and you just go wow he's sheesh he's looking pretty good i'm not gonna lie but like watching and actually like seeing it live a bit you're like dang he's gonna be a player to watch out for in the west like the Grizzlies are just going to be a fun team to watch for in the next five years also. So that's it for my uh, thoughts on Grizzlies and Timberwolves. Oh, oh, wait, one quick thing. Also, like I understand why these people are protesting, but like we went from Glue Girl who put who put glue in her hands at the Minnesota Timberwolves game versus the Clippers trying to glue herself to the, to the floor. And obviously she didn't think that the glue had to be, you know, had to, Put your hand while gluing yourself to the floor that the glue was not going to go faster. It was just going to, it's, you got to like, had to get, you had to get different glue. That's what I'm basically saying. You almost had to get like super glue or something. I don't know. Either way, you had a better chance if you had like super glue or like wood glue or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what kind of glue you need to like really send a message to them. But like, but the chain girl in Memphis game, like she brought an actual chain and chained herself to the hoop, this is because Glenn Taylor of the Minnesota Timberwolves, who's the owner, you know, he's got a farm. He's killing chickens because of bird flu. It's like, well, I mean, it's it's not the it's not like okay, I don't know enough about about um, bird or not bird flu, bird flu. I know what it is, but like. I don't know enough about if it's the right way or if it's the wrong way. It sounds wrong that we're killing the chickens, but if they got a disease that no one wants, we got to kill them. And we can't just spread this, you know, the birds can't contain, can't contain all the birds. We got to at least, you know, we got to eliminate the population of the, the, the diseased ones. So, you know, you just got to, got to chop off a head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess, no, you, I mean, I don't know. My cousin's a chicken farmer, so maybe I should ask him how serious, um, bird, uh, what do you want? Oh, bird flu or whatever it is. So I'll, I'll ask him next time on the pod. This comes out. I'll ask him. Be like, hey, how serious is bird flu? He'd be like, he'll tell me all this. We're like, blah blah blah. And I'm like, all right. So I'll ask him for in the next episode about bird flu. I mean, I could just look it up right now and then tell you, but I feel like I just go to the source because he would know because he raises chickens. So I'll just go to the source. Maybe he agrees with Glenn Taylor and just killing all the chickens, and or he agrees with the the protesters and not killing chicken. I don't know. I'd have to ask him. He probably would lean towards Glenn Taylor. I'm guessing, but like Glenn Taylor has not. I mean, funny enough, he's actually got a farm here in the state of Iowa. I'm gonna guess it's probably in the Northeast. But either way, that's I didn't know about that when I started reading articles. I'm like, why are these people protesting? And I was like, oh, that's why. Okay, I knew it had to do with him, but I didn't know the exact reason. So either way, that's enough for uh, Timberwolves and Grizzlies. All right, let's talk about the uh, Golden State Warriors and Denver Nuggets series. Uh, Golden State's pretty good at basketball again, so we got to put some respect on Golden State. I think they are definitely going to be the team to watch out for in the Western Conference Finals once 
they get to play uh, the Suns. I think that's going to be a hell of a series if they get to play the Suns. First, I got to get past Denver, and obviously, as I'm recording this, Denver is currently up like 40, 43, uh, I got to be on mute, 35. There we go. Uh, yeah, 43, the 35 was six minutes, and yeah, six minutes left in the second quarter. So it's like, I don't expect Denver to win this series. I really don't. I'm expecting Golden State to win. But like I, I think I, I said in my like predictions, I did like a prediction thing. I said the Denver or Golden State would probably win it in six. So this could be one of the games. So I guess we'll find out here in the next like two quarters if Golden State's gonna lose or win. I mean I did put some uh, money on Golden State to win, but who cares? It's just money. Um, either way, um, uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Poole's like really good. He's he's t- he's talented. I, he's fun to watch. Um, like he's just, I mean, if I mean, I'm not gonna say that he's gonna be like the, like stay like Clay and Steph, but I mean, he's gonna be like a, you know, he's gonna be one of those like players they're gonna like probably try and build around with, maybe get another player with him, and maybe make their own like their own ver- or lesser version of the Splash Brothers or something like that. You know, get another. I don't know, get somebody that likes, I don't know. It's get somebody who can compliment Jordan Poole's uh, playing abilities, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't really even know who they would go get. I'm trying to think if someone, if it's probably in like two years from now or three years or somebody right now. I don't know any players. I'm trying to think on the top of my head who like who could play with them. I don't know. But either way, though, Jordan Poole's a really fun player to watch. He scored 30 in their game one. And obviously, Jokic, he needs. I think if Denver needs, if Denver's gonna win this series, Joker's gonna have to score. Jokic is basically gonna have to score like forty points every game. I don't know how many points he's got around right now, but let me look. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Joker currently has. If this thing will load, here we go. Box score. He's got twelve points. He's four of six from the field. There you go. Look at him go. He's already got 12 points in the second quarter. That's not good enough. And you're only up by five. You got to score a little bit more than that. Come on, Joker. What are we doing? Just because you got 12 points doesn't mean you're going to win. I said, like I said, you got to score 40. You got to score 40, bro. If you're going to win this series, you got to score 40 in this game. At least. At least. So, um, like I said, I think this series is pretty much a wrap. If Golden State does happen to win this game, it's pretty much a wrap. It's a wrap for uh, Denver. I mean, Denver probably will steal a game at home, but I think that this series will probably end in six at at least five, most at six. I feel like I've been pretty much saying this for the for like every series, but like there's only like one or two series that I think that can go to seven, and that's Boston and. Uh, Nets and uh, what's the other one? I thought that could go seven. Probably Dallas. And, no, never mind. I thought that in the beginning, but now I don't. Uh, what was the other one? I gotta look at some games here. What was what was the other? What was the other one I had? I thought I could definitely go. I don't think. Never mind. I think there's only like one series I can go seven, and I think that's Nets and Celtics. So with that being said, though, let's transition to that game. That was a fun game to watch, wasn't it, guys? Man, that was so fun to watch. I mean, I I missed a um, 
I missed the second quarter of it because I was I was with family. It was off Easter, so I watched. I only, I saw a bit of the first quarter, missed uh, the second quarter, and then I obviously got to see the second half because we were done hanging out with family. So I got to watch the second half of it, and the second half was pretty pretty exciting. Like at first, like Boston was up pretty good. I was like, oh, this this might be uh this might be over for uh for the Nets. I was like, oh no. Then the Nets came back, or well, Kyrie brought him back. I was like, oh, dang, Kyrie, dang, you're going crazy. But speaking of Kyrie, everybody's been talking about Kyrie flipping off fans at Boston. So my my thoughts are, I don't mind that he's flipping off the fans as long as he's not gonna like retaliate and like attack them. I don't mind that he's flipping them off or saying all these things to them because he's bringing that energy. And we lo- as sports fans, we love the villain and we love to shit talk with the players and we like that they talk shit back to us sometimes but as long as he doesn't do anything that's gonna like you know i don't know fight back or like throw a punch at a fan that's obviously that's crossing the line otherwise i'm all for it it's kind of fun seeing players you know bringing that energy and you know he's backing it up if he wasn't backing it up and like not scoring 40 points then we go, all right, well, he's more focused on the fans than he has his play on the court. So, but on the Boston side of things, they need to clean some things up. Obviously, it's like it's hard to guard Kyrie and Kevin because obviously, you know, they could, if one scores 40, you're okay with, but they both like start going off. They're like, oh crap, we're in a little trouble here. So, I don't, I like, I don't know, like, what's the defensive plan? You know, like, you know, it's basically, I think they had the right ideas that, once one of them touches the ball, you immediately double team them and try to get the ball out of their hands and let somebody else score. I mean, they, I think they would rather have someone else beat them than Kyrie and KD would beat them single handedly. So it's like you play devil advocate. It's like you you rather have uh, Kyrie and Kevin only score about you know twenty ish points than let like let's say Steph Curry score thirty. You'd rather. Live and die by Steph Curry, Steph Curry scoring only 30. And you would rather have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both scoring 30. So, I mean, obviously you got Marcus Smart. And he's obviously, obviously today, one defensive player of the year. Even though I would have voted for Malik Bridges, but I'm not a voter. So, maybe the NBA should start giving me votes. I would, I'd be honest with voting. You know, I'm just saying. I'm a, I'm a valid sports person i'm just saying i'm just saying once i get this thing going i think i should start getting votes with some uh nba votes here i'm just saying so either way um i think without okay so we're gonna go we're gonna fast forward a bit here so obviously the last 30 seconds of that game was pretty crazy Kyrie, uh i don't remember exact no i don't remember when exactly but he hits the three they go up then somebody gets fouled on the south the next falling possession somebody gets fouled Celtics shoots free throws or something like that. And then they're only down uh, two or no, down one. Then Nets get the ball back. I could be, I think I'm somewhere right though. Yeah, the Nets get the ball back. You know, and Kyrie's got the ball and, you know, he's trying to get a possession, a good enough possession where they can get a shot off and get a good shot. But then they get his double team. He throws it to Kevin and Kevin gets double teamed. And then the shot clock was running down and Kevin just had to hoist it up. And then Jalen Brown, I believe grabbed the rebound. They started going up. Cause they only had about had 12 seconds left in the game. It was like, Oh, it was like, Oh, I was like, Oh crap. 
there's 12 seconds left. This game's about to go down. And then Marcus Smart's got the ball on the left side of the wings of the left wing, trying to decide what to do with the ball. I think old Marcus Smart probably would have shot that ball. New Marcus Smart just waited and then saw Tatum cut and then threw it right to Tatum and then Tatum caught it. Kyrie was right in front of him, spins, and then shoots the layup as the game winner, which was crazy. The awareness to have the the awareness of one grab catching the ball, taking a spin, and laying it up right as the buzzer goes off. I mean, that is that is something special. Jason Tatum is definitely a top ten player in this league. I'm not gonna go in specifics of where to rank him, but he's definitely just top ten player in this league. No questions asked. He's so he's so good. He's so good. I'm you know, in my head I'm just like, you know, I don't it's not that I don't hate Boston. It's that I I don't hate Tatum and I don't hate Boston Celtics as much as I used to. But it's like I hate that the fact that he's so good and that he's on Boston though. That's that's my thing. Like I don't really hate Boston Celtics, but just I hate the fact that he's on Boston. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, Boston got another great player again because of Danny Ainge. You know, because Danny Ainge was their former GM and he always got these darn good players that come to Boston somehow. I'm just like, how is Danny Ainge always doing this? That was always my question. So either way, like I said, it was a great, it was a great last possession by the Celtics. Uh, Marcus Smart was aware enough just to see Tatum cut right in front of Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant's like, oh, crap. And obviously, Tatum with the spin, lays it up, game winner. That's your ball game. Man, that was a fun game to watch, though. Kyrie, though, he's definitely, you know, they were talking about this on some sports show, and they were like, Kyrie, if you, I think Kyrie or I believe they were talking about Kyrie Irving's like offensive game. I believe that Kyrie Irving is definitely like top three most offensive skilled player in today's NBA for sure. So it's like, you know, there's him. Probably Joel and Embiid, and then, I don't know. Um, I'd probably say LeBron. Those three are definitely near, like, your top three most gifted. Well, no. Yeah, I'd say top, they, they're definitely top three. James Harden on, like, I would say James Harden too, but, like, I think those three are more skilledly. Well, oh, God. I'm, never mind. I'm not gonna have my. I'm not gonna have to debate with my own self. But those those are my three. If someone has a debate about it, let me know. All right, I'll have a debate about it. I'm okay with having debates. It's all about what's what sports are about. You have debates. So let's transition to to uh, the next two games and wrap this thing up here. All right, let's wrap up this pod with the last two games. We're gonna start with the Suns, and we can, then we can talk about my Bulls last. All right, Suns basically go win this series against New Orleans. New Orleans has no shot of winning a game nor this series. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are on a different level. Chris Paul single-handedly ended that game in the last four minutes. He he took over. And, like, obviously, New Orleans, like, they, you know, they cut the lead down to, like, what, probably, like, seven, I think. But Chris Paul, literally, then the next possession is like, all right, all right, you motherfuckers, where you want me to score? And then he just dropped. He just, like, just shot two threes in a row and made him. I was like, oh, my gosh. Point God is on another level. Point God. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, New Orleans has. No, I do. I I would give New Orleans a game probably if they had Zion, but they don't have Zion, so I don't I don't see them winning a game. I really don't. New Orleans has like no shot. 
I, you know, wait, who would the uh, Phoenix Suns have to play? Let's talk about that for a few seconds. Uh, New uh, Phoenix would play the winner of Dallas and um, Utah. Actually, I don't know. So either way, the uh, Suns are going to the conference finals. Let's just let's just put let's just put the Suns in the conference finals already. All right, because nobody's beating them until the conference finals, maybe. But that's for that's for another pod. Um, let's talk a bit about my Bulls, my Chicago Bulls. Had such a good chance of winning game one on Sunday. They really did. Even though it didn't look great at first, but then that third quarter, though, that third quarter, we'll always remember that third quarter is when the Bulls give us hope. They gave us hope. They could absolutely win that game. They sh- probably should have won that game, but they just they just didn't make enough shots. You know, towards the end, they couldn't make enough shots. They had they they got all the stops they needed. They just really just couldn't make enough shots. I don't remember what the, I saw the stat with. Which uh, Zach and Vooch and DeRozan shot. It wasn't that great though. They shot like a total of seventy shots and only made like what, like twenty-ish, twenty-ish shot or made twenty-ish, twenty made shots. I was like, oh my god, we can't have that. At first, Vooch looked not did not look that great, but then he started playing much better. And obviously, I tweeted something about Vooch stop shooting the ball. And then I immediately tweeted it. I was like, I deleted it. I was like, all right, Vooch. I was like, all right, Vooch. Let's let you do your thing. My bad. I'll let you do your thing. Even though I, I still have mixed feelings about Booch, but either way, that's not that's not here nor there. Um, next game though, I I definitely think this game two and game three are going to be a must win situation for the Bulls because I I did I did set my expectations low on the Bulls during this game during this series. I was like I don't think that I don't see them win this series, but game one did give me a slight hope they could at least. They could at least win one game. That's all I asked for in this series. At least give me one game, maybe two. Just give me two games. Just give me, give me the game six. Give me the game six. Just get us the game six. If you get us the game six, that's all you could ask for. It's just like for I think Bulls fans. I think most Bulls fans would be excited that they got to at least a game six. I was talking about this with my Bucks friend. I was like, all right, if this series somehow gets to a game five, we're going to that game. So, if somehow the Bulls do end up forcing a game five, me and my Bucks friend might be going to uh, Milwaukee and watching the Bulls and the Bucks in game five. Hopefully, hopefully that happens. But who knows? But either way, I was sad for the loss, but very satisfied of their effort. You can't you can't take away their effort? They played hard. But the very, at the end, though, you got to be able to make shots at the end. The Bulls had their chance. They just couldn't make shots. You got to make shots when it counts. That's, what all I'm, that's all I'm saying. But, yeah, that's basically uh, my uh, thoughts on Game 1's this over this weekend. And we'll see how the rest of the series goes. I'll probably put out another episode. What's today? So today's Monday. So I'll put one out. I'll say... Thursday so we'll pull one out on Thursday and talk more hoops and maybe some other things are going on like the NFL drafts coming up here pretty soon so we'll talk about that first for a brief and then I don't know what else there could be maybe maybe some baseball I don't know but with that being all said I appreciate everybody listening to this edition of the tweet show podcast if you would like to listen more subscribe to the podcast leave a comment leave it five stars do whatever you got to do. Let's keep this thing growing. I appreciate everybody listening to the, today's episode. 
with that being said, I'll see you guys next time.